just by way of introduction, in order to understand some of the concepts of the Sikha, it's worthwhile pointing out a couple of short points. Number one, the Torah says, We should count the Sphira the day after Shabbos. Chazal understand that as meaning the day after the first day of Pesach. There were certain people, the Baisusim, the Tzedukim, that understood it as meaning literally the day after Shabbos, meaning on a Sunday. That's one thing that needs to be remembered. Another thing that's important to understand is that the, the Koyanim were divided into 24 groups, 24 Mishmarois, serving in the Beis HaMikdash, each Mishmar serving one week in turn. And they kept on taking turns, and after all of them finished, they started again. So that's point number two that we need to remember in order to understand right at the beginning of the Sikha. And the Rebbe starts off by saying, the that we count from the day, again after the first day of Pesach, we count seven complete weeks. The Medrash tells us, Tani Rabchia Rabchia taught, that the Pasuk says, Sheva Shabbosis Timimois Tihiyena. We count seven complete weeks. Says the Medrash, when are they actually complete? The Medrash uses an interesting simon, based on what we just said before about the Mishmorois. When are they seven complete weeks? At the time when Yeshua and Shechanya are not in between them. What does this mean? Yeshua and Shechanya are the name of two of the families of Koyanim that would serve in the Beis HaMikdosh. So the Pirush on the Medrash called the Matnois Kohuna, the name of the Reikeach, explains the following. When Rish Chodesh Nisan falls out on Shabbos, Pesach will also then fall out on Shabbos. We're going to start counting Sfiro Moitzoi Shabbos. And then the weeks are complete like the Sheishis Yimei Bereishis. Meaning that every week of Sphira starts on a Sunday, finishing on a Shabbos. What is the simon that was given that Yeshua and Shechanya are not between them? So this simon means that when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, then these two particular families, Yeshua and Shechanya, wouldn't have a turn between Pesach and Shavuos to serve in the Beis HaMikdash, as he goes on in the Matnes Kohuna to explain this at length. So the Rebbe asks... The simple meaning of Mimacharas HaShabbos, everyone agrees, as the Gemara tells us, as mentioned before, does not mean the day after Shabbos, but rather the day after Yom Tov, which means to say that even if Pesach falls out on any other day of the week, and we start, we start counting the following day, not on a Sunday, after the first day of Pesach, as the Baisusim um, thought, and therefore, if we start counting any time, the day immediately, the second day of Pesach, it will always be complete weeks, and that's what the Pasuk is saying. We count Sheva Shabbos, that the way we count is, is literally and simply seven complete weeks. And as the Chazal actually tell us, that how do we manage to count complete weeks? This is by starting to count at night, and when we start counting at night, that means every day will be complete, the weeks will be complete, and that way we have seven complete weeks. If that's the case, how could the Medrash come along and say that when are the weeks complete if we're going to start counting them on a Sunday, that is when Pesach falls out on Shabbos? Another question. If in fact the Medrash is just trying to tell us, as it seems simply, that 
to be complete weeks is only if we start counting on a Moitzoi Shabbos, wouldn't have it been simpler to just say clearly that when do we have seven complete weeks? When Pesach falls out on Shabbos or something like that. Why is there a need in the special simon? Why is there a need in the kind of simon that you only will understand if you know exactly the order of the Mishmaris of the Beis HaMikdash? It's in fact an order that was only made many generations later after they started keeping Svirah This is only in the times of Shmuel Anavi and David HaMelech. So the question becomes, why does the Medrash say it in this way and not simply when we start counting on a Moitzoi Shabbos or if Pesach fell out on Shabbos? So the Rebbe says we must say then that when the Medrash says Amos Ayin Timimois, and that is when we'll count it from Sunday till Shabbos, it does not mean Svirah Soimer in the literal sense that we could only have a proper Svirah Soimer if we count from Sunday to Shabbos. That is when we have seven complete weeks, because that clearly cannot be the case. Rather, the Medrash is trying to tell us something deeper. In other words, when can we have the concept in a more deeper way, Svira Soimer, in a more perfect way? That will be if Pesach is Shabbos, and we'll start counting the order of the week from Sunday till Shabbos. Then we will have a particular Pnimiyizdik kind of Timimus. That means more than just a simple, full and complete weeks. As we'll soon explain how that is. And this is the reason why the Medrash doesn't just simply say, when are they Timimus, when are they complete? When Pesach falls out on Shabbos. Because then we would have understood it as meaning that the whole idea of Timimus, that when is, could the seven weeks be complete? is when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, but that's clearly not the case. That's why the Medrash says it in a way of a simon. In other words, to hint, by not saying clearly that Pesach is, it's when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, it's to tell us that the fact that we're saying that the Timimus, the completion of Svirus Oimer, is based on when Pesach falls out, we don't mean regular simple Timimus. Because, of course, the simple meaning of complete weeks, of course, we have every single year. However, when we have this special simon, which is when Pesach falls out on Shabbos and we give a certain simon, meaning there's something deeper going on over here, now we have a different type of Timimus. And the Rebbe, in order to explain this, brings another pirush that the Medrash Rabbah says of when Sfira Soimer is considered complete. Tani Ravchia. Sheva Shabbos is Timimus when are they complete? When Yisroel oisin ritzoyne shalmokim, when the Yidin are doing the will of Hashem. The Tzemach Tzedek explains that these two statements of the Medrash, again, that's Tmimois when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, or it's Tmimois when Yidin are oisin ritzoyne shalmokim, Tzemach Tzedek explains that they're actually connected to each other. And that is, that this special milo, this special quality that we have, that comes on its own, when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, and therefore Sfira again is going to align with the days of the week, we could also achieve this idea all the other years as well if we have the Avoidah of Oisin Ritzoyne Shalmakim. Therefore, the Rebbe says, since the Mile of Tumimus is achieved through Oisin Ritzoyne Shalmakim, so if we want to understand what kind of Tumimus we're speaking about, also in the years when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, we'll be able to understand this by first understanding a little bit deeper what does it mean, 
In order to explain the following seif, again, just a short introduction. There's a machloikas in the Gemara between Rab Shimon and Rabbi Shmuel regarding what a person has to be mainly involved in. Does a person have to be sitting and learning Torah all day long, or does he have to go out to work? Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion a person has to go out and work as well. Rabbi Shimon comes along and says that if a person is going to go and work, then Torah matahei aloud. And what's going to happen with Torah? Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that a yid has to be involved in learning Torah. And the Gemara there explains, based on two psukim, that when Yidin are oisin ritzoyni shalmokim, when Yidin are doing what Hashem wants, then all of their work will be done by others. As the Pasuk says, v'amdu zarim foreigners will get up and do our work for us. But if we're not doing what Hashem wants, then v'yosafta deganecha, we have to go out, the Pasuk says, in v'hoyim shamaya, v'yosafta deganecha, we'll have to go out and do our own work. So now back to the Sicha. The Gemara says that when it says we are Safta de Gonech on the second parsha of Krishma, as we just mentioned, that's referring to when Yidin are not on the highest level, and that's why they have to go out and do the work themselves. And the question is, the Pasuk we are Safta de Gonecha is the bracha that comes as a result of say that clearly the Yidin are doing what Hashem wants. And as the Pasuk goes on to say, How can we then say that this Pasuk is referring to a time that Yidin are not doing Ritzoyne Shomachim? So the Alter Rebbe in Lekutei Torah explains this in the following way. He says, one of the things we see about the second parsha of Kriyashma, different to the first parsha of Kriyashma, where we have Bechol Levavcha, Bechol Nafshcha, Bechol Moidecha, in the second parsha it says Bechol Levavchem, Bechol Nafshchem, but it doesn't say Bechol Moidchem. And therefore, because we don't have the avoid of b'chol mo'idecha, which mo'idecha usually means to go out bleakful, completely our, out of our limitations, that's why it's still called ein oisin ritzayin ishol mokim. And as we're going to explain in a second, it doesn't mean literally that we're not doing what Hashem wants, but it's a specific type of avoida to explain. Oisin ritzayin ishol mokim comes, as we said, specifically connected to b'chol mo'idecha. How is this? So the Rebbe explains, the reason why Hashem is called Mokoim, over here and in other places, the Chazal tell us that as opposed to everything else that we say are, is found in the space of the world, right? We say about Hashem that the world is not His place, but rather, Hu Mokoim shall Oilam. So to speak, the world, not that Hashem is in the space of the world, but this, the world is in the space of Hashem, so to speak. In other words, like this, the concept of Mokim, when we refer to Hashem as Mokim, is related to a time when we're dealing with the limitations of the world, how it's connected to space. Or as Chassidus calls it, this is the level of Mamalikalalman coming into the limited worlds, into the area of space. What does Ratzoin of Hashem refer to? Ritzoinishal Mokim? This is the level of the Oirin Soif, which is Soiviv Kalalman, which is beyond and completely higher than the limitations of the worlds. So this is the meaning that when a yid is oisin ritzayin shal makayim, which is when we have that ava of b'chol moidech, when we're going out of all our limitations, and every single avoida that we do draws down a oir of Hashem similar to our avoida. So when we go out of our limitations, we bring down ritzayin shal makayim. That means we are bringing down the bleak vul. Of Hashem, Ritzoyin Eishol Mokim. 
And that comes as a result of our Ava in a way of Bukhol Moedechel. Now, even though the Oira Soiviv Kolalmin, which is Hashem's will, the Rotsoin, is of course always effective, and it's always creating the world and from nothing into something. However, what's felt in the world usually and what's shining in the world is the Oiram Mamali. But that level of Rotsin is not felt in the world. Rather, it's in a way of Makif. It's in a way that's removed and concealed. But through the Ava of Bukhal Moidecha, we bring down this Rotsin to be revealed in the world. This then is the Pshat of the world, words Oisin Ritsoinoi Shal Mokoim. That we take that Rotsin of Hashem, that will of Hashem, that's Bligvul, higher than Mokoim. And we bring it down that it should shine in a revealed way also into the level of Mokim. And furthermore, as we know regarding the place of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, where we say Mokim Oroin, Einoim Min Hamida, the space of the Oroin was not able to be measured, meaning we have a concept of Mokim and at the same time space and higher than space at the very, very same, in the very same area, which is called Nimna Nimnois, that which is usually completely impossible. How does this all connect? To the avoid of Sphiros Oimer, that the Medrash says that when Oisin Ritzoyni Shalmokoim, that's when we have a Tmimus, a special completion and perfection in Sphiros Oimer. So we know that the Oimer, the offering of the Oimer was brought of barley, different to most other Menachis. Barley is considered animal food. The idea is, the idea of Sphiros Oimer, they were counting the Oimer. The word Sphiros is also from the word Evan Sapir, a sapphire stone, something that's bright and shiny. The idea being is that Sphiros Oimer is a time that we're being mevare, we're elevating, we're refining the Midos of our Behemoth, of our Nefesh Abahamis. And the way we could do it is taking a Koyach from that which is higher than Ishtal Shalos. As Chassidus explains on the words of Sfatim Lachemim Mocharas Hashabbos, that the Koyach that we have for the avoid of elevating our Nefesh HaBahamis. In other words, how do we have the Koyach? For Sfatim Lachem, it comes from the level called Mimocharas Hashabbos. In other words, Shabbos represents a certain level of Kedusha. Mimocharas means a level even past that. That's the level of the Oyrin Tzayf higher than Atzilus. In other words, a level that's even higher than Shabbos. That's the meaning of Mimocharas Hashabbos. So going back now to the concept of Sfiras Oimer and Oyser Ritzoyni Shalmokim, now we understand the connection. When we have that sort of avoida of going beyond ourselves and going completely to a level that's higher than Ishtalshalus, we are drawing down that level of Ratzin, as we said before, into the level of Mokim, and we go ahead and we bring it down into the Midas of our Nefesh Bahamas. This is the ultimate of Sfirah Soimer, drawing down the greatest light of Hashem and transforming our Nefesh Bahamas. And that's the Pshad then of Oysen, Ritzoyin, Ishomokah, making the Sfirah Soimer more perfect. Now the Rebbe goes ahead to connect it back to the original Medrash of Sfirah Soimer being connected to the days of the week. And the Rebbe explains the concept of time. And we have within time three general divisions and categories when we count days. We have the days of the week, we have the days of the month, and we have the days of the year. However, there's a difference between these cycles, the week, the month, and the year. And the Rebbe explains a couple of differences. Number one, the days of the month and the days of the year are different to each other in a way that's very, very visible, seen, and recognizable, even Begashmias. Starting with the days of the month. So we have in our month, which is based on the moon, the lunar cycle. So in the beginning of the month, the day 
in the day of the beginning of the month, the moon is only like a little tiny dot. Then it's getting bigger every single day until finally in the middle of the month we have a complete moon. And then it gets smaller and smaller until it's hidden completely. So that's as far as the days of the month are concerned. The days of the year, in addition to the fact that we of course have the different seasons of summer, winter, etc., in addition to that, even within each season, every single day is different to the other. And obviously the days are changing from the beginning of the season all the way to the end of the season. However, when it comes to the days of the week, we cannot see a difference between one day of the week and the next day of the week. Simply every single day of the week seems exactly the same as far as the days of the week. So that's all one difference between these three uh, divisions. Another difference that Rebbe says, a general difference between when we speak about the week versus the month and the year, is that in the months and the years we have numbers, so we count, we have a certain cycle of months, however we count them, and so too with the years, as opposed to the, as opposed to the weeks. In other words, within each week we just keep on going again and again the same, uh, the same numbers. So the Rebbe explains that each and every year, the explanation of this is that each and every year is actually different than the special chayas that comes down in that year, and every single year there's something new compared to the previous year. Every Rosh Hashanah, there's a new chayas that's different to the chayas that came in the previous years. So to regarding the months which, within each and every year, that every single Rosh Chodesh, there's a whole new chayas. However, when it comes to the days of the week, there's really no difference between one week and the next week. So we don't count the number of weeks. We don't say there's week number one, week number two, week number three. Every single week is basically the same. And that's why we keep on going again within the week itself. We say, Yom Risha and Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi. And then we start again, even though from the beginning of creation, thousands of days pass, but we're not counting that. Every week is just a repeat from the previous week. Says the Rebbe, this difference between the days of the month and the year versus the days of the week is also expressed in the number of days. That is, in a month we also have different numbers. Sometimes we have 30 days, sometimes we have 29 days. In the year, we have a year that has Ashana Chaseira, Kesidra, Shlema, which refers to the amounts of days within Cheshven and Kislev, which could change every single year. We also have the regular year and the leap year, whereas in the week, every single week is exactly the same amount of days. So the Rebbe explains, what does this all signify? As we'll see in a minute, the point being is that the day and the week represent something very, very permanent and constant. This, that's the point that Rebbe is bringing out so far. And as opposed to the month and the year, which is going to be under the influence of change. Says the Rebbe, this is the reason why when a year when Pesach falls out on Shabbos and Sfirah aligns with the days of the week, we say that this is a certain type of Tmimus automatically, whereas in other years we have to achieve this through Oysen Ritzoyne Shalmokim. We explain that Oysen Ritzoyne Shalmokim is about bringing down the level of Hashem's Bligvul, Ratzoyn, into the level of Mokim, space which is limited. What happens when the days of the Sfirah are aligning with the days of the week? We just said the days of the week shows on something that's constant. So therefore we have this mila, this advantage on its own. Because in the days of the week, 
we also have in a certain sense this connection between gvul and bligvul. That is, because the concept of time, the moment we speak about time, even if it's weekdays, is already going into the vision, past, present, future. But at the same time, it also has an idea of going higher than any changes, as we said before, that the days of the week are always constant. And therefore, when the days of Sfira start from a Sunday, finishing on a Shabbos, meaning that the days of Sfira are in the same order as the days of the week, then this Tamim was this completion, this connection of Gvul and Bligvul, that we have usually always in the days of the week, is also assisting and helping the days of Sfira. That also in the seven weeks of Sfira, there's also that sort of Tmimus, something that all other years needs to be achieved through Oisin, Ritzoinoi, Shalmokim. Says the Rebbe, now we could also understand why in the time when a Kvius of this type of year, when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, the Medrish gives this very interesting simon. We said before about these two families, Yeshua and Shechanya, will then not be between Pesach and Shavuos. This simon is a hint to this concept of bringing down Hashem's Zeratzah in the Bligvul into Mokim. Oisin Ritzayin Yishol Mokim. The Rebbe says the word Yeshua is from the word Yeshiacha, Hashem's Yeshua. Shechanya is from the word Veshachanti. In the expressions of Chassidus regarding Gilealikus, Yeshua is from the word Vayisha Hashem el Hevel Vamunchase Hashem turns to Hevel and is Mincha. It represents Hashem turning, so to speak, and bringing down a very, very tremendous oil called Shin Ayin. The word Yeshua is from the Shodesh with Shin Ayin. Special 370 special lights that are mentioned in Zoyer HaKadosh. This is an oil coming down from Hashem completely higher than Ishtashalos. And what happens? So that's the idea of Yeshua, which is the oil that's higher than Ishtashalos. What is Shechanya? The idea of dwelling and resting, like Shechina, which represents Elikos, that comes into the oil. So putting Yeshua and Shechanya together is the combination between the oil that's higher than Ishtashalos, Yeshua, along with the oil Amamale with Shechanya. And that's similar to the concept of Oisen Ritzoinoi, Shel Mokim. says the Rebbe, now we can also understand that the reason why the Medrash is giving the simon with this kvias, when Yeshua and Shechanya are not between Pesach and Shavuos, the Medrash is trying to tell us that when are these weeks complete, is in a kvias when the seven weeks are on their own aligned, the seven the spheres alone aligned with the days of the week. That means even if we don't have the avoid of Oisin Ritzoyin Shalmokim, which would be hinted by Yeshua and Shchanya, as we said, that represents Ritzoyin Shalmokim, and that's the pshat that the Medrash says. That when are they Tmimois? In other words, in the time when Yeshua and Shchanya are not in between them. So when we're doing Ritzoyin Shalmokim, so then even if we don't have the avoida of Yeshua and Shechani, which is Oisin Ritzayin Shol Mokim, but as long as it's aligned with the days of the weeks, the days of the week, then we also have by itself this perfect and beautiful Tmimus.